Hello, this is Ranjit Philip. Thank you for listening to FS Bro. If you enjoyed this episode, I'll be grateful if you can subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. This will help us to reach more awesome listeners like you. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Hype. So where we go deeper into a trending topic and give a twist from an insurance perspective. Today's hot topic is open insurance. Shall we, uh, Vidya, start with the definition of open insurance? I think... Uh, yeah, I think that'll be a good one to start with, Ranjit. So yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, we found this uh, definition by Accenture, which was pretty good. Uh, we felt uh, it's really a, a new way of doing business, right? Which enables insurers to boost revenues, unlock partnerships, increase efficiencies, and it's all about providing a set of external data into their system and allowing external partners to use the insurer's own data to uh, to use uh, in various uh, forms. Uh, where can the insurers use it? They can use it in underwriting, claims, proposition development, so on and so forth. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. So earlier, it was always... Um, insurance plugging into a partner's ecosystem and sharing, you know, insurer's data or using limitedly the the partner's data to underwrite the business. Here, it's going to be like a two-way, you know, sharing and consuming data from both ways. So you have suddenly access to multiple data points uh, from an insurer's perspective, which you can use, as you rightly said, cleverly for building, you know, um, you know, strong customer segments, or you're developing great proposition, or generally you want to raise your stickiness with the customer. So it just opens up this whole possibility uh, for an insurer in a whole new way. I think. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And uh, uh, I think uh, in in addition to the obviously the technology and and perhaps the privacy angle of data, uh, yeah. uh, there's also a new skill set that it's required to support open insurance and that is about partnership management and collaboration right because you're suddenly having to deal with multiple organizations which are not really in your value chain earlier you used to deal with brokers and agents but now it could be somebody else oh yeah totally no that's a very valid point and how do you nurture that partnership in a way that is fair it's open it is you know, it is uh, it is profitable uh, for both parties, and it is fair from a customer perspective as well. Yeah. So, Ranjit, so now that we understood what is open insurance, and you know how the whole exchange and sharing of data happens as part of this proposition, you know the the, the first question that came to my mind was typically who are these organizations with whom you know as insurers you can partner with, you can share your data, you can consume your data, and what are these typical data sets that look like? These data sets are, you know, my understanding is from different relevant sources such as your government authorities, like for instance RTA in the UAE or even the recently introduced Rhodes General Authority in Saudi Arabia, or even uh, financial data from from banks or payment provider, or even you can look at customer data that can flow through from social media channels into the insurer system, which you can use it for understanding customer behavior, or even for large and complex risks, I think access to maybe some specific data points like weather conditions, climate change impact, etc. can all be a game changer. What do you think, Ranjan? No, I agree. I think uh, what what you have mentioned correctly is uh, all those external data uh, sources, 
which to be honest nobody is stopping the insurers from using these today except probably an ease of uh, accessing those data points we've heard of insurers abroad who use the weather data to craft you know weather related uh, crop related insurance for example or we have learned of people using travel insurance which is triggered by flight delays and obviously that data comes from outside so this is a very good example of those external data points uh, which we talked about in our uh, definition yeah absolutely now with the now that we have defined what open insurance is let, let's get into a few examples that we found uh, you were talking about ping an yeah so ping an great company in china generally anyway very flamboyant in the different things that they do now they have opened up parts of their information technology infrastructure to the outside world we don't know the specifics of it but to the to the partners that they've opened it up to they are monetizing those data sources so now this is them giving information to the partner um and they're also building open platforms uh that are accessible to many participants in industries such as financial services automotive repairs healthcare and real estate now so it 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 should be the two way and therefore i'm sure pingan must be you know uh enriched by the data that's flowing in from all these sort of sort of industries yeah. um maybe ranjit yourself an example yeah i mean i think uh uh we looked at that uh accenture report and we figured out that uh there's a uk life insurance company or yeah. anrac which is uh working with a fintech company to use uh consumer data essentially to provide uh, you know fine tuned uh, life insurance re- product recommendations and pricing so it, it's using uh fintech data to uh, give uh, life insurance related recommendations which kind of makes sense because yeah. you know you you do you do take life insurance based on the on your income earning potential and so on and so forth yeah no absolutely so another example that you know we sort of picked up from the report is reliance partners they're based in the us and they work with a supply chain technology firm called project 44 now that gives them access to real time cargo insurance uh, to offer real time cargo insurance to the shippers and the logistics service providers now their open insurance service allows their customers to get ports and buy on a real time basis but based on obviously many complex risks that now it's able to compute and customize because of this whole you know open insurance module that they have going uh, with this technology firm right right and it looks very much like sort of an embedded play uh, yeah. so, you know issue cargo insurance as and when the shipments are booked correct uh, correct and very interesting the, yeah and uh, the other one uh, was, was this you know very quaintly named insurance uh, insurer called la parisien but now it's called vacam uh, has uh, over 50 open insurance apis so that, that's pretty much a leading <laughs> you okay, know player yeah. if you look at that you know uh, there are many companies as we know in in this region who probably have motor to some extent and travel but yeah. haven't really heard of any other products uh, getting that kind of coverage so this is happening in france and they are opening uh, sort of opening up their model across europe uh, and they have tied up with an iot network provider called sigfox to offer connected insurance solutions so they are trying to yeah uh, use this as a, a sort of a platform play where insurers and uh, you know uh, other companies can plug in so it's it's not just for their own purpose but for 
enabling the entire ecosystem, which is an interesting place. So there are other, the uh, the point is, and, and I think they're handling about 10 million API uh, calls a month, which is a significant wow. number. So it's being used a lot. Yeah. So so that means it is not something new, uh, you know, and and it's 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 working well in other regions of the world, which is a good sign. Yeah, now you spoke about this region. I think one example that I could think of is on the motor insurance side. I know, um, you know, RTA had opened up its uh, data points to insurers. So insurers could log in, pick up some, you know, customer uh, details about, you know, different uh, aspects, whether their car history or, you know, so on and so forth. Now, that was quite useful for the insurance to understand the risk profile. And I know that they're currently still in the process of opening up a lot more data points. So that might be a good example of how an external data point is flowing into the insurer for you know a, a, a great purpose. Uh, really, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I think in the past episodes we have spoken about how some of these companies are using Emirates ID information and yes. RTA information to issue policies very fast. Like yeah. uh, one of the players that uh, we talked about briefly during before we recorded this session, Shori. So. Yeah. And many others are doing it as well. So yes, yes, absolutely. So all of this will just you know completely enhance the quality of data and then therefore the service that they're able to provide back to the customer from an insurer perspective, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Ranjit, what does it take to be ready from a system readiness point of view to build open insurance capabilities? Now, this is a very critical question because we're still in the process of digitization and, you know, all of those things which we are, you know, doing a lot of catch up on. So this may be quite a uh, quite a heavy load from insurer perspective. Uh, some thoughts on that? Yeah, no, uh, you're, you're right. I think a lot of companies have not yet completed their uh, sort of digital journeys. So now yeah. opening it up, opening APIs into their core system uh, is a project that they don't probably want to take on. And this is yeah. where probably the, the regulatory aspect will force them to do it. Yeah. Uh, what are the yeah. considerations? I think uh, security is one obvious consideration where yeah. uh, third party is getting access into your core system. So how do you manage that in such a way that customer data is protected? Yeah. Uh, uh, performance. Now, if you open it up to a number of players, will your system be able to manage the flow of data and True. still be, uh, you know, standing, <laughs> so yeah. to say? Uh, so perhaps some of the insurers may find that going to cloud may, for just this API part makes sense because the cloud can scale up and down. Uh, yeah, so I think... Uh, yeah, no, that's an obvious. important point. Yeah, no, important point because I think still we are all in this cloud migration, cloud transition sort of a thing. Uh, yeah. You know, and then we are, you know, every time there is an IT change, it tends to take on months simply because infrastructure, the basic infrastructure is not always ready. So to be able to be ready for open insurance, you've got to be extremely modular in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and talking about uh, modular piece, uh, I think you know uh, just to manage that scaling load your your core system has to have all those good micro uh, services aspect everything yes. so that you know <laughs> you know they are independently able to scale up and down correct correct absolutely um, yeah. no lit points and and just also just the ability to build apis itself you know on top of all of this which is so yes. important but your ability to have those open APIs, you know, at least at the base level and then to be able to write more as and when based on the partners that come in. So those are our core comp competencies that you need to have as an as an organization and an investment uh, to think about. Yeah, right. yeah. 
And, and if you if you yeah. t- take this discussion forward a little bit, uh, yeah. what do you think about sort of the product lines where it makes sense to go open? Do you think life, non-life? Yeah, no, it's it's a it's it's a good one to think about. You know, when you think about uh, life, it's it's I feel it has such vibrant content, right? And there's also that extremely sensitive content that can flow in from the external partners like the hospitals or pharmacies or any of those places into the insurers. But then there is a whole sensitivity piece, customer privacy piece, which a customer should be okay to be able to give it, you know, all of that. If, if you're a responsible insurer, you, you know that if you responsibly use that information, you'll be able to craft beautiful products, meaningful products, and also, you know, give service levels that is of I know real value to the customer but then it has to be done responsibly which means there is this interdiction that needs to come from the regulator uh, to be able to create that standards and you know processes and protocols uh, in place on the non-life side uh, what do you think what are your views on that no I think uh, I think we have to look at it from a customer's point of view uh, yeah. now when we're talking open insurance it's really uh, the regulators are going to come with a standard which allows my insurer to or rather me to share my data which is held with an insurance company with other players and those players could be insurtechs could be insurers so on and so forth so i as a customer will be happy to share my information if it is giving me an advantage and what could be the advantage uh, the obvious one is obviously a price uh, advantage the other one is, you know, uh, efficiencies, right? I don't have to enter data all over again for an application form, which yeah. is existing in another insurance company's database, right? Yeah. So there could be a lot of efficiencies being unlocked. The uh, From my point of view as well, if you're, let's say if I am not uh, <laughs> a person who wants to commit fraud, uh, the cost of fraud is borne by all of us, right? So right. yeah. if uh, insurance companies are sharing information on claims, I'm actually happy to support it because in the long run, it will bring down my premium uh, yes. because, you know, I, I'm not doing anything nefarious. So uh, I think that's the sort of framework that we could adopt for both life and non-life. Uh, and, and, you know, and that's where the customer will be like, okay, I'm happy to share my information or not. Yeah, yeah. And then just, you know, going more specifically, like you said, on uh, claims and underwriting, I think we have some value that's coming on motor and we discussed it previously. But also you mentioned about travel. Travel can also be very, uh, you know, real time, vibrant with with the open uh, insurance services. Uh, Not sure about home, though, because the penetration levels in this region is pretty low. Um, Yeah, so that's that's my view. Yeah, I think. That's a good point. I mean, I have a counterpoint on that. Yes, you're right. Home yeah. doesn't have APIs right now. And if you force them, the insurers to make APIs, they'll be like, hey, the business case is not stacking up. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I wonder if you allow uh, exchange of information on home uh, and contents, perhaps, uh, you know, could you drive up penetration if you bring, uh, you know, sort of uh, low cost insurtechs, which can acquire customers at a lower cost than now uh, that the incumbents are doing now. So, you know, that's the other sort of point on should we have open API in homes? Potentially, I think maybe it will all lie in the proposition in the way the product is crafted itself uh, so that it's meaningful, you know, insurtechs are able to penetrate and get that sort of customer acquisition numbers, uh, customers for, you know, the IT maybe to look at the API build itself. Absolutely. And, and, and we know from experience, it will come down to the business case. 
Yes. <laughs> There'll be chapter close. <laughs> yes. And now, uh, Vidya, just moving on to sort of the the verticals uh, of how we underwrite the value chain, right? Going from proposition development to underwriting to claims, uh, policy administration, so on and so forth. Uh, where do you think this can add value? I was just thinking in terms of proposition development, generally speaking, you know, we as an insurance industry haven't created any uh, a huge number of new products in the last uh, 15, 20 years that I've been around here in <clears throat> UAE and I can't think of any huge new products in the Middle East that have been rolled out recently. So uh, by just opening up your data and giving access to Nimble InsurTechs, you could see some very interesting products come up. And, you know, we have uh, we have seen in, in India how Simbo does spectacle insurance, uh, which is just an accidental damage product. Uh, you were talking about IVA, which has a similar, yeah. I think, product here in the UAE. Correct, uh, correct. So all these are possible suddenly. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you really think about, you know, UAE or the wider GCC, Saudi, Kuwait, and, you know, um, the, the other countries within the region, you know, it's, it's typically energy, oil and gas, that sort of a sector. How do we use that data coming into an insurer from a large and complex risk to really, you know, benefit that sector and also benefit as, as, as insurers who have that capacity to take that complex risk. Then if you look at, you know, our Dubai and Abu Dhabi, certainly we have vibrant SME culture, right? There's a huge SME um, sector here. How do we use uh, data within those SME sector, your subsectors like restaurants or retail and whatnot, and using their data flowing in uh, uh, for, for insurers to then be able to give that sort of, you know, customized proposition for them. So there is a lot of probability and possibilities if you look at it specific to our region as well. Yeah, um, yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I think uh, in the oil and gas uh, sector, uh, you know, sim simply by using a number of these IoT sensors, you can be on top of the risk in terms of risk monitoring and yeah. you can alert uh, the installation of an uh, upcoming disaster, which could be prevented early on. Uh, yeah. You know, that's the potential. Um, and to do even these uh, risk surveys of these complex structures you could potentially yeah. use satellite imagery you know uh, drone-based imagery so on and so forth and to yeah. flow that data into developing products and to even underwriting these policies uh, yeah. you do need uh, an open api architecture which takes yeah. in some of this data right yeah yeah and absolutely and it uh, it all is dictated by the appetite of that insurer, where is it that they want to focus on to, and therefore building capabilities along those lines. And then really, you know, all of this will just lead them to building a really strong ecosystem for themselves because they are getting live data of the partners that they really need uh, to build this clever proposition. And they're giving back data, which is of value to the partners as well. So, yeah, um, yeah great opportunity uh, from that perspective, isn't it? Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think you're right. Uh, open insurance uh, will, by the na very nature, drive ecosystem creation. Yes, because, you know, uh, you know, you've got APIs. So and you've got risk in every business transaction, every human transaction. So if you could just plug into an insurer's uh, core system and issue a policy that suits the ecosystem, how wonderful that is. And, and yeah. this is where you know, all the it really promotes the uh, up, uptake of embedded products, which can be created 
at the point of need yeah. uh, for the ecosystem participants yeah you absolutely right there and you know the, the 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 current situation of embedded is almost one sided in a sense that the, the the insurer's product is plugged onto the partner the partner distributes it and many times the data of that partner's customers never come back to the insurer so it's very much guarded so you don't really have real time insights or values that you can drive out of those you know data sets back from an insurer perspective whereas with this whole openness uh they're able to get the data they can utilize it better and really go on to like you said building a clever ecosystem right absolutely so this brings us to a very very important aspect ranjit which is the regulatory piece all of this will come to life if if and only if the regulator uh, creates a framework and we have a you know protocol and every a protocol set in place for all of us to uh, as insurers and as partners to practice this whole open insurance concept in a more fair um, um you know fair way and a uh, in a proper way isn't it yeah no absolutely i, I think uh, uh, we, we know uh, from our conversations with some of the industry participants that already the central bank is taking inputs on open insurance framework uh, yeah. uh, first open banking will come and open insurance will follow suit uh, right. the important things here like you said privacy is huge uh, so how do you manage uh, the privacy aspect especially if it's health or medical related uh, that the customers would be careful about uh, creating a standard for exchanging data uh, yeah. and apis will be very important because you don't want different players making up their own apis which are difficult to you know plug into uh, and i think also some sort of a timeline would have to be given to the participants uh, is it uh, non life first life later on uh, is it claims data first and then maybe you know policy related data and uh, would you give time for the incumbent players in the uae to first develop their uh, digital strategy go to the cloud uh, mm-hmm. get their yeah, systems modernized really. yeah there's yeah. A, there's a lot of work yeah. pre work that needs to be done to get there so yeah, yeah. and the regulator cannot just come and force you say next year you're going open insurance it's not going to work correct no that's a that's a really valid point so that's a good one so i always thought that it would be actually as of of choice versus you must have open insurance as as a service uh but uh, yeah that's a food for thought ranjit <laughs> i if if it is something that everyone must practice then that's great uh and therefore like you said you need to have some prerequisites ticked um and whenever uh, any insurer and partner is practicing uh, practicing open insurance as a concept it has to be done in a fair way the data access points should be all across the similar ways or the same things so that one doesn't have an advantage and the other has a lesser advantage and what not and then you know um all the malpractices then then sort of seep in and it defeats the point yeah i, I mean it- yeah absolutely absolutely in terms of choice i think you know if you take a look at uh, open banking and its adoption the only reason why banks opened up their customer data is because the regulators forced them at least if you take a look at uh, in europe the psd2 regulations and stuff uh, so i think yeah. it will be very similar here it will be mm. a mandate rather than choice because choice. if you look at choice it's it's not really happening today <laughs> and and why are we doing this i think the central theme is we are trying to increase insurance penetration and uh, penetration of risk management practices because it's at the end of the day we are a very underinsured country um, yeah. both on life and non life 
So that's the whole point of why to do open insurance. Yeah, no, makes sense. Absolutely. So, you know, we look forward to what um, the central bank comes up in in Dubai, um, in the UAE. And certainly we will look out for what's happening in the Biden GCC as well on this front. Yeah. Whatever you say, this is these are next next few years are going to be very exciting in terms of insurance and open insurance. Correct. That brings us to the end of the hype episode. We enjoyed putting this whole subject matter together. I hope you enjoyed listening in um, to this episode. Thank you, and see you in the next one. It's a pleasure to talk to you all through this uh, podcast. So just make sure you subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube uh, channel as well. Bye. Bye.